Hello, hello. Hello, I'm Jessica Benoist-Young. And I'm Melanie Reed. And this is Best Line. Worst Line. We are doing another Winona Ryder spooky season movie today. I know, I was going to say, returning champion, Winona Ryder. I know, she's going to have a couple in a row here. Boom, boom, boom. And then I, I don't think we had anything with her before this. No, she's no. really hitting spooky season real hard, which makes sense. That tracks for an owner writer. Um, but we have we have a, some fantastic a, guests and a today. Returning a guest. returning champ. Our first guest is a longtime friend of both Melanie and I's, and a friend of the podcast. He uh, was last heard here in his deep dive of two underrated Disney non-musical animated movies, due Say to his status fast. as a retired Disney adult. Now he joins us with far less expertise for a film and intellectual property that he merely works with on occasion. And joining him is his lovely girlfriend with far more expertise on the ghost in question. She is celebrating her 16th anniversary today of being a performer in Central Florida, where she has been seen performing all over, including a certain graveyard review at Universal. Please welcome Adam Paul and Kristen Sciola. Woo! And Kristen, so and, and our our Hi. graveyard review here and our movie is Beetlejuice, which here. has been in That's the, the only news time for Jessica's allowed to reason. say that, right? Or is it any of us saying? I think it so. Times? She can. <clears throat> just I think it's oh. three. Oh. oh, so is there like a oh, reset no. if we but... wait like fifteen minutes? <laughs> well, and that's and we can get into that because that's the mechanics a, that's of it a, are that's weird. A rewrite they did. They rewrote it in uh, okay. in the musical. Yeah. Okay. Where, uh, they, there's there's more stipulations in the musical that expand the the rules because obviously in the musical they say it about a billion times. So we'll get before into that. We, before um, we, I'm wearing, my, into I'm wearing my Adam my Adam Maitland cosplay here. Nice, I like it. Very, Very good. nice. Before we get in, Very good. Good. Kristen has a Beetlejuice. Oh shoot, um, uh, <laughs> Beetlejuice cup. That's it. Oh, it's two. I think we're gonna have to keep saying it quite a bit. We I are. think that you just can't say it three times sequentially. Okay. Um, but I before we get into the like the mechanics of this movie and uh, the the wonderful performances of the movie, I do want to touch on the musical a little bit. Um, just. Yeah. Not even the musical itself, but as a Coloradan. Don't don't yes. say oh. don't say touch. <laughs> don't say touch. <laughs> I want to say touch discuss. On. No, you're right. Just touch on. I think maybe is that the B name that we shouldn't say <laughs> yeah, three that times? Is, maybe yeah, I don't want to summon I, that one. I think we just, I, um, I want to summon her. For those of you who are not aware of what I'm alluding to, a congresswoman from Colorado. <laughs> Um, who has some very, very questionable beliefs on things, was... The pride of Colorado. pride of Colorado. Let's just say right now. She got caught in, recently, in the musical version um, at the Beale Theater. She was in the audience. Uh, originally just got caught, was asked to leave because she was loudly singing along and vaping in the musical. And then upon further review of some videotapes... Uh, yeah, they checked yeah, the, check the tape, and she was uh, seen doing some um, over the pants. Not safer, not safer theater. <laughs> touching um, on accommodation. Lewd, lewd. I think was a word lewd. I, I saw lewd. used. Lewd. And I just like, oh my god, I like. I thought that was it was both horrifying and the funniest thing. And just as somebody who's been to the Beale Theater, Correct. I was like, we're gonna have to talk about it because 
yeah. in, in, in of all of all musicals. And I was just like, oh, dear. I will say, I mean, I think I think in, in seeing the movie, Beetlejuice would have would have he, appreciated such I, actions. Oh, yeah. in, I in think so. Show. I think that is true. But I, just, I was like, I just have to bring this up because it is. Ugh, I think it's it's, it's timely. Let's put it this way, it's better to happen there than in like Miss Saigon. <laughs> like, let's do it. Like, that's <laughs> like that's oh, no. you know, if that that's <laughs> a little far. You do it in Beetlejuice, and it's like you get what you We're get. We're creating an environment oh, here. <laughs> Yes. Oh my anyway, God. I just had to, um, yeah. I had to, that, that we couldn't go by, what a, what a, what a proud we moment, by, go by this, uh, this movie musical. Yeah, anything. we can't ignore it. So Kristen, you we did movie. have this planned first. I just want to say we did. Yeah. That we're we not like capitalizing on some true. <sighs> congressional no, lewd behavior. Not, not, no hot takes. No, no, no hot takes. Um, Kristen, I do want to ask. So the musical review you were in, was that at Universal? Um, yes, it was. Uh, Universal used to have a fantastic show called Beetlejuice's Graveyard Review featuring uh, the ghost host with the most. And he summoned all of the Universal classic oh, monsters. Um, and he turned them from their authentic gothic ways. He funkified them, if you will, and turned them into 1980s rock stars oh, so and had a whole rock concert review it was a blast it was a and fantastic who did you show play? i i was very good friends with a certain bride of a green monster <gasps> <laughs> and uh in in the first iteration there were two two iterations of the show that uh, i was around for uh, in the first iteration beetlejuice also had some zombie cheerleaders that followed him around Incredible. everywhere and uh, I, so I got to hang out with uh, Beetlejuice in a couple of ways during that production. But I have to be honest, when I was a kid, this movie scared the bejesus really? out of me. So, yes. Uh, oh my gosh, it was a horrifying. <laughs> so the first I, time that I ever was up close and personal with Beetlejuice was terrifying, I, even as an adult. I'm going to be really honest. I don't think I've seen it since I was like pretty young um because i think i was nervous to watch it like i think i had the same reaction i think i was totally scared by it and so watching it i mean i think i saw it a couple years ago and i was like oh this is hysterical and great but um the second time i watched it i was much older than i was when i first saw it and because i was so apprehensive about watching it because i was so scared of it See, I'm not yeah. a big horror fan. I certainly was not into like straight horror as a kid. But you have as said we've this said, and we've done two as in we've a row. Said, camp, <laughs> like campy horror, horror comedy, um, like all that kind. Of, and Tim Burton, especially, like yeah. even when I was a kid, like Tim Burton did not nothing to me. Like I like it, like but yeah. it didn't scare me. And I had friends who were. Like, when I was little, like, little, little kid, I had friends who were like, oh, Nightmare Before Christmas is scary, and Batman Returns is scary, and I'm like, I love that, <laughs> love that stuff. <laughs> I, I had a friend there's yesterday. There's just something about yeah. the way that Tim Burton presents it that just, like, removed, removed the fear for, for me. Right. It's so it's, abstract it's, it's and it's wacky so and the, whimsical, yes. and that's just like right. what my brain needed to be like. Oh, this is just weird. It's not scary, but I can definitely see right. where it's over the top, where yeah. people would think it was scary. Like I'm not saying it isn't or couldn't to be, me, but to me, it's more along the lines of like a Ghostbusters, mm -hmm. where it's like yeah, yeah <clears throat> for sure. I don't know. Like I, I put it in that mm -hmm. category of like it's not. 
Um, like it's to me, this is closer to Ghostbusters than it is to Sleepy Hollow. Agree, right? Does that make sense? I like, would very I, much agree. I feel like this is it's a comedy of the Tim Burton's. Right, it's a comedy. It's it's very bizarre. It's very you know. Um, but again, to your point, like it, it, it's not. I don't know. I don't think of it as like a spooky, suspenseful pop like jump scares yeah. kind of thing like obviously there's a couple of those things where it is surprising like when he opens the closet door and gina davis yeah, is, that's, yeah. is there and then like rips her mat like her face off and stuff like there's some stuff that's like, like grotesque and gory filmed in such a way that is like more playful i mean i'm again this is mm-hmm. me coming off watching dracula so like this is like child's <laughs> play um comparatively so i mean it's I, it's That's just so... more a movie I didn't like. Child's yeah. Play. Child's you play. would think I would because it's very campy, but I didn't like that one. Um, yeah, not not into the but world. But I think like I think some of it too is for me. I think what what makes it more grounded um, is that you do have the juxtaposition of like the the horror elements are so they're, they're really contained in the movie mm-hmm. and like they're, I mean, they're contained as far as like, there's so much other story that's going around. I mean, yes, they're ho- the whole thing is trying to get them out of the house because they're haunting them, but you have like, you know, them as a couple that you're following, you have the whole like family conflict with the Dietzes. You have like, it's, there are other things than just like, Ooh, we're going to try like, the spooky try to scare them stuff is like really contained and the stuff with mm-hmm. um right. the undead guy of the hour um is i <laughs> forgot how little he actually is in this half, movie it is the literal that's what we talked point. about it is exactly halfway yep. through the movie yes it's mm-hmm. 45 minutes in or i think i looked this up and he's only on screen for like and, 15 minutes but 15 what to 20 a minutes. freaking iconic role like it feels like michael keaton's really yeah. one of the only people who could have done that just been like i'm gonna be yeah. on screen for you know and be the title uh, character a, set, well, and, and, a sixth of this movie not even and <laughs> just completely mm-hmm. run away with it while everyone else in this and movie is doing incredible things as well, and and he just mm-hmm. like the, he just has an insane amount of impact in in his screen time. It's really, I love him. And improv most great. of the lines? Oh, yeah. Mark? Um. Yes. Probably. I was looking at a script, so I I normally like watch if I can find a like relatively close shooting script. I normally watch the the movie with the script. Um, I would say there's, I would say it's probably like half and half, maybe slightly skewed to a little bit more than half of what he improved because a lot of it was there. Definitely in the delivery and in the, like, in the delivery, in the physical nature of how he moves and everything he does like that, I'm sure there was some direction, but... I can imagine a lot of that was just Michael Keaton as well. Oh, 100%. Okay, Absolutely. I found it. But one of you um, probably wrote the whole thing down, so. Okay. <laughs> I didn't pick. Wrote the whole line down? Yeah, there's a line that I didn't write down. I just wrote, look this up. And I didn't look it up <laughs> until just now. But it was easy to find. Um, I didn't pick a best line. I have, like, four. Jessica. She never does. Never. <laughs> I have, like, four, three or four 
that I cannot choose from. So what I'll do is like, wait till we tell ours. Yeah. And then if someone doesn't pick one, I've done this before. (laughs) This is what you always, always if someone doesn't pick one that I liked, then I'll do that one. But I have a feeling that like all of the ones I'm thinking, wait, is it three or four? It's at least three. It might be four. Well, We'll, we'll, get, we'll, we'll get there. Um, two, it's I, so if, if the, yeah. <laughs> so, but, but they're to... all like really obvious. No, it's four. Um, they're all very obvious. So somebody is going to pick them and then I can. Yeah. Really? See, I, I, I don't know. I, like I think Kristen, obvious. so Kristen and I watched it a couple nights uh-huh. ago. We, we watched it a couple nights ago and I think it was just, it's also just such a slow roll of a, of a, of a, again, those, those, those first 45 minutes, you're like, okay. It's a lot of, it's a lot of, you know, building. It's a lot of just like get up. It's an 80s film. It's those like footloose, this hook where you're just like, come on, let's go. Um, Great films. Not, 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 not about to besmirch any of those movies I just said, but it is one of those where pacing wise, you're like, like, we know where you're going. They're doing a lot of world. Well, and then we're doing a lot of world building, but again, 45 minutes before you see the titular character, there's a lot of build up Mm -hmm. for, and granted it pays off. But you're just like, wow, that's geez, well, okay. and then, But there's and so then everything many good lines so in there. Okay, so have you? There are. Who has seen the musical? Just, we we have. went and okay. saw it in New York I have, last year. I have yeah. not. I have I've not. heard it's great. It's phenomenal. I, heard it, I, I missed yeah, it. It's very well I done. I missed it when it came here because I was just there were like other things that I was getting tickets for. Um, but my students, right. it was one of their like a lot of my students just absolutely loved it do they add stuff to the musical i would imagine like is it a full two act God, musical? Yes. okay yes and, and the very and I will first say, okay ahead, sorry. i was gonna say no, the very first me. thing that um beetlejuice does point out oh we said it again um is he was like wow what an escape from the source material <laughs> so like they right. acknowledge right. in the very first like five sentences of the show that we are going to take what it is and change the scripting to make it fit what right. needs to happen in a musical, which I kind of love. And it sets it up. It sets up exactly the tone of the show in that sentence. And you're like, all right, here we go. We're going in. So, right. so I know Alex Brightman was um, like started or started as Beetlejuice. And I imagine they added more for him than would be in the movie. He's on stage the entire Is he time. like a narrator? Like yeah. It's, it's, no, um, no. It's it's just that they the thing that's really brilliant about it, and the thing that I think in watching the movie now, since having seen the musical and and um, as much as we and listening to it and all that kind of stuff, is they draw a really cool like you kind of he is still the Beetlejuice kind of anti-hero villain type role, um, but there's a storyline there that that parallels to Lydia's in the fact that both of them. Are, are unseen. Both of them are people are, are, are entities that feel um, lost and and not really known. And they kind of draw this really cool uh, parallel between the two of them, which is why when they do kind of come together, um, there is a cool little partnership that they have. Um, but we're talking like the second act of the show is maybe the last fifteen minutes of oh, the yeah. movie. Oh yeah, I was gonna say that last so fifteen mi- much... minutes of the movie is jam packed. Yeah. It is, and it's it's, it's kind essentially of from her saying. And I, when I was, and I right, always felt like it was his longer name to the end. Is is that second? Act. I always felt like that uh-huh. part was so much yeah. longer when I, especially when I was younger, right. like because that's the part that like oh. sticks with you when you're a kid is like, oh, oh everything's going mm-hmm. wrong <laughs> and everyone's in trouble, and so like, 
Um, that always felt so long. And then I was like, it's literally like five minutes and she just hops on the worm and he's gone. Like go Barbara. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. But, but I will say the thing I will, cause we kind of touched on it briefly. Uh, one of the big things that they kind of adjusted as far as it, because they sing, that name a lot in the, in the musical. Yeah, how to change the, the thing that they changed is instead of doing the, like, say it three times, he appears, say it three times, he goes away. They got rid of the say it three times, he goes away thing. Um, Cause they say it so much, but they also make it as a, you have to say it three times spoke, spoken unbroken. Mm. So it has to be the three times you know, in a row. It can't be like, one like breath. you say the name and then you talk a little bit, right? And it can't be, Name, talk a little bit, name, talk a little bit, whatever. It has to be three times repeatedly. I'm going to use that as our rule then, because otherwise I don't think we're going to get around it. Now, I wonder like how much they pulled from the show, because when I was a kid, the show was like super popular. And I think that's just kind of a thing that's been like, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I think that's the kind of a thing one. that's just been, like, lost. And that we have these much younger generations now coming across the musical and the movie, but I don't the think movie. they've come across the show. And, like, now that I think about it, that's probably why we watched the movie all the time, because Melissa and I were constantly watching the show. Like, it was a Saturday morning Nickelodeon right. thing, I think, and we would, like, get uh-huh. up and get our cereal yep. and watch the, the Nickelodeon show, and then we'd be like, let's watch the movie. <laughs> Yeah. And because I know but in I the show, the def- like, Lydia and Beetlejuice are, like, best buds. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think and, that's... Yeah. I think the musical matches the TV cartoon show a lot okay. more than it matches okay. the movie in just, um, like, overall sense of feeling and themes. It, it's very much like that very... The comedy is adult in subject matter, but, like, young in mm-hmm. delivery, if mm-hmm. that makes sense, uh, in the musical. Yeah, so. that's... I mean, I definitely feel like I knew the show more than I knew the movie mm-hmm. as oh, okay. a kid. Because, yeah, I mean, like, that memory is coming back to me right now as we're talking. Like, I forgot that there was a show until I was, like, looking it up right now. I was like, I think I watched this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because I def- that definitely would have been more my tone and interest than the movie yeah. like, as I said the movie would have terrified me so I think but I definitely knew of like and watched Beetlejuice the character yeah and he wasn't the same anti-hero-ish thing in also I just love Michael Keaton playing any sort of anti-hero kooky character anything like, anything I, I see, he has Michael said in anything. the past that this is his favorite movie that he's done I don't know if that's oh, wow. still the same. Yeah. Like, I don't know if that's changed since he won right. a friggin' Oscar, but... Um... Birdman was great. I mean, Birdman, Birdman was excellent. <laughs> but... Uh... But I, to your point, Jessica, I think it is a matter of... I think this is probably the, the one movie that he got to play around the most, yeah. create some stuff, um, be on screen for as little exactly. as he was, and have such an yeah. impact. Like, if you Beast look back, you work. Know, and mean... think about he's coming off of Batman, where that is so much work and you are dealing with this like Mm -hmm. extremely I mean yes you're working with Tim Burton who's gonna let you do your choices but like you're working against I mean really the Tim Burton Batman movies the Michael Keaton Tim Burton Batman movies are like that was really a big deal in terms of how they broke back Mm -hmm. into a different version of comic book movie adaptations because before that you had Adam West and that was mm-hmm. that was what it was and people weren't used to seeing like a full-blown action blockbuster comic book movie 
Batman movie on the screen. And I can imagine that was an right. insane amount of pressure for Michael Keaton oh, absolutely. specifically. I don't think Tim Burton probably gave a flying fuck, but <laughs> I'm sure he usually does. That Michael <laughs> Keaton was like, if I don't get this right, that's it. I'm done. Like I'm going to be doing mm-hmm. Mr. Mom movies for the rest of my life forever if i cannot make the batman fans happy yeah and that's yeah. any sort of a fandom you're did. dealing with you have a lot of yeah i wasn't i wasn't paying attention to the batman comic book fandom at the you know when i was two but he's my favorite batman still and look how many iterations we've had Me at too. this point and michael keaton just mm-hmm does it i don't amazing. know i'm partial to george clooney folks partial to... it's the nipples right <laughs> nipples the nipples. On the it's, it's the nipples um anyway <laughs> speaking of uh not speaking of anything back to this movie um <laughs> i uh... speaking of nipples um <laughs> nope not speaking of, not speaking speaking of nipples of, i was gonna say speaking of like actors who were doing things in the early 90s because i was going to talk about alec baldwin because i a mm. forgot he was in this. He B, did not recognize so him. Hot and young, and just yes. the epitome of why we love the Baldwins. Like why well, there was Baldwin I was like, mania. This, I was like, this, oh, this is why people were like, into Alec Baldwin. This, this, mm-hmm. and Hunt for Red October, and William in Backdraft is like that's the hunky, the hunky Baldwin. See, it's so funny you say that because to me, he's giving Alan Ruck. Uh, Cameron vibes and Ferris Bueller. Like True. to me, he's giving that vibe the entire movie. That I'm just like, but he's Meh, cute. Okay. He looks but funny. it just, but it's not his good. character. It's just like it's not. It's, it's not, not the, the character. character. No, it's the like it's the, because like what I like picture. If I think of Alex Baldwin, I'm picturing Jack Donaghy. I'm thinking yeah, I'm you're his a thirty Trump rock performances. Man. I'm thinking of like recent Alec Baldwin. Well, recent Alec Baldwin, but like somewhat recent Alec Baldwin, and I. I was like, oh, like this is why he was the leading man in things. Like I because I don't see him as that like leading man. I mean, this says so much about like stereotypes and entertainment and what we look for and like looks and everything. So like we can get it. But like I was like, oh, but like knowing in the, the early nineties, eighties, it was like, oh, this is what he would have been. Okay. But I yeah. just I didn't recognize him. I was like, oh my gosh, that's Alec Baldwin. Yeah, he's definitely he an actor. I mean, you don't have a lot of actors from that era who like changed very much and i think they definitely felt like the pressure to not change i mean tom cruise has not changed no, tom cruise is since 1985 like he is making sure he looks the same and alec baldwin just didn't i mean he just which is great didn't, i guess he didn't care and that's fine great like you should be allowed to age but i do think that a lot of people like are like see go back and see like Alec Baldwin in his like late twenties and early thirties, and they're like, he oh, sound, <laughs> like he didn't even sound like Alec Baldwin to me. Like to me, Alec Baldwin has like a very he particular voice. Oh yeah, probably not. And but like I was like, wow, I just didn't, I didn't. I mean, Gina Davis, I was like immediately, I was like, oh yeah, Gina Davis is in this movie. Um, but for some reason, I thought Michael McKean was in this movie, but I often get Michael Keaton and Michael McKean confused sometimes. I knew it was Michael Keaton. But I, he, Michael McKean looks like um, yes, the guy who plays the dad, and I can't yes. remember his name mm-hmm. now. Uh, <laughs> I just think of Rooney in, uh, in Ferris Bueller again. I just think. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Ferris, that's um, which I think he got into some hot water, too. Anyway. Yeah. Um, 
We'll skip that. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, no, you're right. And I also thought that as well, and that I thought that he was in this. But again, I think it's just that he's interchangeable for him. Yeah, he he's also very... not. He is of everyone in this movie. I think he is playing the straightest. He does not like even Gina Davis is getting a little wacky with it here and there. Winona right. Ryder is fucking uh, hilarious. Like I love Winona every single line delivery of hers in this movie is hysterical. Like it's just perfect. This I don't know how close. I mean, it's obviously a character that she's that she's kind of worked in before, like just this sort of mopey, depressed, dramatic teen. Um, But it's, but in this context and the way that she is able to react to everyone else freaking out around her is just wonderful. And again, she was so young, so young. It's really impressive. And then you have Mm -hmm. Catherine O'Hara, just tearing it up. Just doing, doing what she does best. Returning champion, Catherine O'Hara. We did uh, Best This was show. probably the first thing I ever saw her in. Because I think... Yeah. No, I would have seen her in Home, Home Alone. Alone. Home Alone. But it would have been really, Home like, Alone. right around mm-hmm. the same time that I saw those movies. So Right. And also, let's be honest. I mean, yes, we probably knew it was the same person. But she's so drastically different yeah. that you probably could be convinced that it wasn't her. Well, like, that's... That's the thing, is I think this is closer to the type of role Normally. that she's been known yeah. for since. I think Home Alone is kind of the outlier yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah. I think that was one of the things when um, when uh, when Schitt's Creek was like hit really popular, a lot of people were going back to Home Alone and being like, wait a sec, Moira Rose yeah. is the same person as the mom in Home Alone? And I think you're right, Adam. This yeah. character is much more so. I mean, it not, I mean, obviously not anywhere near as extreme as Moira, but you have hints of that like very i like to headcanon that this is moira rose's prequel movie that she did lose her mind because they put the house back and and then Mm. she got remarried out in los angeles oh i like that (laughs) she has a she has a line in this movie that is just hysterical to me when she says um no one dining here this evening has not been in vanity fair except you (laughs) To her, yes. to her seventeen-year-old stepdaughter, <laughs> and that is totally something Which, that more you know, she Rose needs would to be say. told. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She needs to be told. Well, and the whole like sculptures and like the whole like the whole aesthetic and like the, it is very Moira Rose for sure. Mm-hmm. That's how she gets her speech pattern and everything. <laughs> yeah. and she goes crazy. Uh-huh. Yeah, and all the wigs and everything. She just has. Oh Everything she experienced. Well, and I even think the color palette, the color palette also stays the same. Yeah. Pretty similar. Yeah. yeah. The hair color changes, but. Which there's a well, part. How could it not? I'm digging deep. We're going, we're, let's just jump right in. When it, <laughs> when Otho comes over, I love Otho. Otho's yeah. fantastic. Oh my God. <laughs> what Deliver me from L.L. Bean is an incredible line. When, I, when I, I go. I put that in my lexicon. <laughs> Deliver me from L.L. Bean. When they go upstairs and they're getting ready to decide what they're doing. I walk into the room where Barbara has put herself in the closet and there's this wallpaper and he takes out his little spray paint can and he sprays or she does. And she says mauve. She does. The wallpaper is mauve. And also nowhere in that house, when they come back four months later, is there mauve? 
Mauve yep. wouldn't go in that Correct. house. But the wallpaper is like mauve True. with these little blue like paisley things in it. And I was like, what? Right. Uh, first of all, you are not a mauve woman. Like you are red, black, nope. gray. That's it. <laughs> and right. then and and then like the wallpaper already was mauve. And then they go and then they move into the bathroom and she says Oh, look, an indoor outhouse. And I've always loved that line. I don't know why. <laughs> and, and oh, they're talking about, like, the flow of energy through the house. And, and Otho uses mm-hmm. all these, like, actual interior design terms. He's like, there's negative. You're, like, blocking the flow of energy and creating negative spaces and all this stuff. And she's like, you're right. It's like a giant ant farm. <laughs> I just their entire conversation about the house is so good and and I mm. would never have thought an ounce of that was funny as a child it just would have all been like why is like oh we just think that they're terrible because we know they're gonna do bad stuff to this sweet old house but like as an adult I think that is the most hysterical thing ever which again, in my brain, headcanon, all of these lines were improv. Uh, oh, I want yeah. her to have yeah, had I, no. I, I'm pretty sure hire Catherine O'Hara unless you are just waiting for her to improv the funniest shit in your yes. movie. Yep, <laughs> I am pretty sure an indoor outhouse, and then the other one, Jess, that you said, um, it's farm. a giant ant farm. I am pretty sure. Like, I tried to like look for those in the script. No, no, they weren't there. Um, Deliver me from L.L. Bean was. So um, Deliver Me from L.L. Bean was, um, as was, I can't believe we're eating Cantonese. Is there no Szechuan up here? Are you sure there's no Szechuan up here? And uh, speaking of a Moira Rose line, like, wow. Um, And then I plan to have a stroke from the amount of MSG that's in this food. (laughs) I I love that line. But yeah, those were were all in the script. And then right after that, like, possibly my favorite Winona Ryder delivery. I don't know. I can't choose. But when they're like, hey, maybe, honey, we can put a dark room in the basement for you. And she's like, my whole life. Is, I can't even do it. My whole life is a dark room. One big dark room. <laughs> it's a dark room. My whole life is a dark room. One big so dark room. Good. It is so good. I could not stop laughing. <laughs> Still can't. Yeah. Oh, I freaking love um, it! So, Jessica, were those were those your best no, lines, or no, are those just no. your favorite? Those your favorite Catherine O'Hara? Those are Catherine O'Hara appreciation. Just moments. I had like boom, 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 mm. all of these things about the house that were so funny, and also when he's like when they first walk in, and the dad's like, "Look at that kitchen! You're finally going to be able to cook a decent meal." I was like, "She should have <laughs> just slapped him." Like Delia, her face is basically yeah. slapping him. I, I wanted She's a like, real, it's true, or just like something i don't know that that whole scene the introduction of the three of them is so, four of them i guess with otho and he doesn't come in the front door it's bad luck how is it bad luck i don't understand yeah just coming through the window it's bad luck for him to come through the front door so he like climbs in through a window <laughs> it's perfect i love it i like yeah it, it is sort of a shame to me that like they weren't bigger parts in this show because I was I was always in love with oh in the with, in the the, with show. Delia yeah Delia is mm-hmm. like probably one of the main reasons I did watch this movie over and over again. She's she was great uh, in the musical Leslie. What was her name, sweetheart? 
Oh my gosh. Uh, let's, oh, it's on tip of my tongue. Keep going. I'll, I'll look it up. doesn't matter. Either way, the girl who plays her in, in the musical is great and absolutely just an absolute mess. And I think brings a good amount of that Catherine O'Hara energy to it. Um, and it's just an absolute mental case. Did I have any other Catherine O'Hara lines? I'm just going to get them all out so I don't forget. No, I was just going to say that's one of my one of my my best line is 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 hers. Great. So Let's while, hear I mean, it. We're, Let's while hear we're on it. the Go train, yeah. What's what is it, Adam? And I want this to be improv too. So Melanie, lie to me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> tell me what you do, and I'll tell you why my husband will fire you. I don't know oh, why. That's so good. <laughs> I think it was when she's coming down those stairs and she says that I. Dead. I lost Dead. it. I thought that was the funniest thing. And I thing. never caught that um, until Because it's, so, it's a throwaway. Yeah. It's a throwaway. And again, you know me. Both of you know me. I don't like to pick best lines that are mm, obvious. Because no. apparently, why would I? That's crazy. <laughs> um, so I was like, that's such a throwaway line that I was like, that's such gold that no so one appreciates. It, I, and I will bring this to the forefront if I'm, I if believe, I, if I'm damned. Um, I believe um, it was improv. I don't remember that being in there. Thank you for lying to me. I appreciate no, it. I, I, truly, I don't remember that being in there. In that same scene where she's like getting stuck, it's like all of the like art that's swinging in that she's getting stuck. This is not my best line, but the way she says it is just so funny. This is my art and this is dangerous. You think I want to die like this? <laughs> she's like, Tch. and then to have it all come back later in the like mess of the, like all of the art kind of transform and become all the monstery things later is just such mm -hmm. a brilliant like you have everything flying around at the beginning on cranes and stuff <sighs> and then the book ending at the end is just so brilliant mm. i um, i i had to go back i've never caught that line and we're we've established now i've seen this movie over 50 times in my life Never caught that line. It keeps line. going up. Every, every time when, she says it, it keeps going up. I said I watched it like four <laughs> times as a child, and then I think I've watched it like most Halloween. Every other Fair. Halloween okay. since She's then. watching it now, and Melanie. Then, She's, that's what yeah. it is. She's watching it in the loop right now. So, so I went back. I was like, what did she just say? And I went back like 10 seconds, and I, I lost it. It was so funny. I'm like, I need to use that. Although, like, I'm not going to remodel a house that I know of. But <laughs> not like that, at least. Well, in case you do, tell me what you do, and I'll tell me why my husband will fire you. Great line, like it. so good, so good. Killed me. I think I think my best line was also improvised. Um, Guys, and mine. Um, <laughs> and mine. Sorry, Jess. And mine was a Michael Keaton. Poor line. writers. <laughs> um, I know these poor writers. But it's so like well, that was actually one of the things that I found interesting about like looking at the script and watching the movie is there's not a ton of dialogue in the script. Like the script, mm. like a lot of the script is stage direction. It's a lot mm. of like and and watching the movie, there's like there's a lot of things that happen. It's very yeah. visual because the, like the scenes take time, and there are some very funny lines in the script, and they're delivered well. I might be wrong. This was improvised, but this was not in the script that I saw. Also, who knows if this was a final script that I saw? So who knows? This could be wrong. True. A lot of the scenes, like there's so much that happens visually that is in the script, is in the stage. Like there's huge chunks mm -hmm. of stage direction in the script, or, but not as much dialogue, like huge mm -hmm. chunks. So I think this is a Michael Keaton line. And this is when they first try to engage his services and Alec Baldwin asks what his qualifications are. And he says, Ah, well, I attended Juilliard. 
I'm a graduate of the Harvard Business School. I travel quite extensively. I lived through the Black Plague, and I had a pretty good time during that. I've seen The Exorcist about 167 times, and it keeps getting funnier every single time I see it. Not to mention the fact that you're talking to a dead guy. Now, what do you think? And it keeps getting funnier every single time I see it. Not to mention the fact that you're talking to the dead guy. A, that is just like so the character in a mm-hmm. nutshell. B, the mm-hmm. way he says, and it keeps getting funnier every single time I see <laughs> yeah. it, is just so yeah. dang good. It's and perfect. Um, it's so funny. And so that I have to have that as my best line because it's just yeah, such a good line read. It's the it's who the character is in like a nutshell. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Like, it's it's so good. It's so good. That was one of mine. There you go. That was a really good, good one. So it's been taken. One, good. one has been taken. We're, so we're, we're helping there. Jessica there narrow it. Mm-hmm. She can narrow it down a little bit better. Thank you, everybody. I appreciate that. <laughs> Jessica and I, Jessica and I often have mind meld moments of the uh-huh. same best line. So, Kristen, what's your what is uh what is Kristen, yours? What do you have? Yeah. Um, I had a Catherine O'Hara line because she is the queen of this movie for me. Um, It's the exchange with Lydia where they're trying to get the the Adam and Barbara to come downstairs. I almost almost said this when I was going to read my Catherine O'Hara line list. Amazing. Uh, it's the, they don't want to come down. Why not? I think the reason is they're, tra- uh, they're trying to scare you away, but you didn't get scared. And Catherine O'Hara replies with, please, they're with, dead. Please, they're late dead. To it's late to be neurotic. <laughs> so good. It's so good. And it's just as deadpan as it could possibly be. Please, they're dead. So I loved that. So great. So, so I still have three. So we'll just go boom, oh, boom, okay. and then we can vote. Can okay, vote? that's great. Okay, we'll vote on <laughs> Jessica's best line. Vote you off? That sounds great. <laughs> Guess I'm looking for a new co-host. Yeah. You had one job, Jessica. <laughs> one job. It's I your podcast. I did it. I just did it too much. Sometimes <laughs> we cheat or have multiple lines or have that's a chosen one line. One of them is a cheat. So we can just well, throw it out, but that, I'm going to mention save, it. Save that to the end because I want. I think I know where you're going with that. Save that to your last one. I already one. told you. I know, so, but I want to talk about that scene. So okay, save okay, it. okay. All right. So then I'll say I'll go with what I really, what really is the one for me. I think if I had to, if this is what I was leaning towards the whole time, if I hadn't chose the qualifications monologue, and it's when. Um, she says, I was reading in that manual that live people ignore the strange and unusual. I myself am strange and unusual. Um, and it's just great. It's so, the line delivery is perfect. Like, I love the plot device of, of the uh, handbook. And what a hysterical name, like handbook for the recently deceased. Diseased. And mm-hmm. diseased. <laughs> Um, I just love it. Like I love, I think to me that captures like the essence of the movie. The essence of the movie is not Beetlejuice. It's the relationship that, that Adam and Barbara forge with Lydia. And so I think like Mm -hmm. that, that first scene where they meet and, and, and they don't care that she's a weird, weird mopey, angsty little teenager they just immediately are like oh you can see us like okay (laughs) we're family now like you know I I love it I that's always been something that sticks out to me so much in that movie like 
just the the she still has her her family family but you know just meeting these people who just connect with her on a different level is just adorable um and it really like you really don't know much about Lydia you don't know what to expect and you could have this teenager who is just all angsty but you very quickly figure out that she is really adorable she's sweet she's a sweet sweet girl and right you know I, I think that's something that the script does really well is like yeah it's an hour it's an hour and a half long movie and and we have a lot to put in place if you're going to get this ending going and stuff and like but what we do spend a lot of time on and what the script does really well is like really fleshes out these characters a lot. Um, you, mm -hmm. you get to know a lot about all of the adults and you get to know a lot about Lydia, even in not, not too terribly many lines. Like as we're talking about, they just, mm -hmm. I think all the actors do a really good job and the lines that are there and the scenes that are, the dialogue scenes like just really capture really deep characters for a comedy horror in the early nineties. Yeah. Like, or, or what was this? Late eighties. Late eighties. Late eighties. Well, and to your point, Jessica, and that's the thing that with at least the musical that we, we yeah. saw and, and is really great is that it, it, it flushes it out even more. Mm -hmm. It starts with her mourning her mom. Mm -hmm. And, and that's, and that's the big first thing that happens oh. is like, it's at her mom's funeral, essentially. And she's sad and she's, and it shows the reason for her kind of descent into depression and whatever we want mm -hmm. to call it. Um, into the fact where she like, again, her dad just wants her to be happy. And, and she's like, but I'm not, I'm mourning. And, and there's that kind of thing. Um, so that when she does meet Beetlejuice and she does that thing and he is kind of like, Hey, we, I, Hey, you can help me and, and, and I can help you cause you kind of need this. Um, but it then lends to that whole storyline in which she goes searching for her mom in the, in, in the netherworld mm -hmm. and, and goes down there to try and find her. Mm. Um, and then is saved by her dad, um, who, who then comes in and is like, Hey, no, we, you know, we, we love you and I'm so sorry and la 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 la. But it then ultimately ends uh, spoiler alert, um, in, in that it's, everybody is in the house at the end. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's Lydia's dad and, and Delia and, and Adam and Barbara. And they're just kind of all together as a, as a, a family unit that are all there happy and celebrating. And so they all do the, the final song together in which, you know, she, uh, uh, I want to say it's, I forget what it's called. Um, Shake Sonora. Shake Sonora. Anyway. Yep. Yeah. Um, and they do that all together and it's just like a really nice, happy, like Beetlejuice is the one who brought them all together. Yeah. And so he's that, like, that was his impact is he was kind of the person who led them to this kind of happy ending in which Lydia no longer wants to be dead right. and she is enjoying life and she has her real parent and, and, and family unit and Adam and Barbara as parents. well, all kind of aligning in this. And it's a super sweet ending and it's super emotional. And, and they did something even further with, with this, this storyline that I love. Um, and I actually kind of missed in the movie after now seeing it of being like, what a really fun way. And, and something I did read was, that originally the ending of this movie was going to not be so happy and it was going to not be so great. What was the um, original ending? And it was not going, she was going to die. Lydia? Ooh. She was going to get her, yes, she was going to get her wish. Um, and she was going to essentially then be dead with Adam and Barbara. Um, but they didn't love that. And they Imagine were like, not. we don't like what that right. means. Nope. We don't like what this means for kids. Right. 
Um, so let's let's not have that be the ending. And I like this ending so much better. Yes. Again, was that a very Tim Burton ending, Corpse Bride-ish? Yeah. Sure. Um, but let's not do that when it comes to this this little kid. Um, no. And so, again, they kind of take a step forward with the musical and that they kind of flesh it out even more so. Um, and that, again, becomes a little more canon. Um, I mean, and I think that speaks to, to, like, just different sensibilities in writing between, like, the late 80s and, like, the time. Like, I mean, A, the length of movies have expanded dramatically. Um, but B, like, B like putting a little bit more of a moral or like a message behind something as opposed to like just having a movie. Um, not that this doesn't have a message. Cause I think Jessica, you're right. It does speak to the kind of that, like she just wants to be seen and like, mm-hmm. but in the musical, having that kind of be the underpinning. And I, I love that they couch it in. They give her a reason for being dark and depressed, which they don't really in the movie. A question I have about musical difference, because like, obviously Beetlejuice with her is like super creepy and like terrible and perverted and like oh my god this is not great um I'm assuming they change that in the musical if it's like oh he brought them all together I'm assuming he's not as lustful no okay okay well I think for the majority of the musical they're a little more like chummy friends but the scene where he's marrying her is like flushed out oh, in full wow, okay. in the show and it's still like you still sit there and you're like this is <laughs> she's so a teenager <laughs> you are a yeah. thousand years old <laughs> i don't know how old he is okay yeah. <laughs> but again but they it's 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 self-aware though and there is a line where where um mm-hmm. it's essentially it's essentially his his underage bride is is said a couple of times <laughs> okay. and and then there is an aside which is um some, something along the lines of um, isn't it, isn't it crazy to think that in some cultures this, this is all right. Like, and it, and it, and it brings it back and yeah. it does the thing of like, we know he's creepy. You as the audience know he's creepy. It's a very self-aware so show. He talks out. to the audience and, and they do that thing. But the whole premise is again, it's all a ruse for them to, as a unit say, let's get us married so that he can then become alive. So then we can kill him. Oh, um, okay. and so that's the end portion of that's like the last 10 minutes of the show is instead of the sandworm coming to get him it is let's let him get his thing but as soon as he's he gets what he wants and he's alive again then we can kill him and send him to the netherworld where he can't be in this limbo anymore mm-hmm. um so instead of the just saying his name three times again mm-hmm. kind of thing like again it's all just more fleshed yeah. out we still get the sandworm in the Broadway show, which is fantastic. Oh, that yes, thing is massive and comes right out. I was out wondering on the how they did that. So is it very cool. like Audrey two-ish, or it's like yes, a, it's yeah, Audrey two-ish, like an enter or... stage right, <laughs> yeah, awesome, mm-hmm. come through it's and just, then come yeah, back. It's a big, just kind of comes <laughs> I do, in, kind of like um, that, Nigel in the Nemo show. I'm glad that they do, yeah. um, like that they go for the special effects in this one because I remember seeing Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the Broadway. Show, or when it toured and I was like you had I hate I did not like it but I was like I was like I remember yep. being like a 13 year old being like like imagining what it could be like on stage and like sure I was like this is the show you chose to go minimalist with this is yeah. the show yep I haven't seen it but that's ridiculous no, don't no it's 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 like I was like you had so many opportunities to make this magical and and they did nothing so I'm glad to hear that they did not do that with this one um 
Speaking of musical I, moments, though. But I do, yeah, before we get to that, um, but I do like, like, you're mentioning that they all live in the house, and, like, Melanie, you're saying there's not really, like, really, like, a moral, but we do come full circle, because the awful, awful, awful realtor Jane says the worst possible oh, yeah. thing that you could say to anyone, just just don't make comments on oh. people's uh living situations oh, yeah when she's like this is such a big mm-hmm. house does don't you think it would be better for someone with a family right like, yeah but mm-hmm. then at the end they are like you said they are a big a whole big family and they're they're there like um because they hear the music and he's like oh it sounds like lydia got an a on the math test and so everybody is this big happy family and it's and I don't think, like we said, in the movie in the 80s and 90s, nobody was, like, holding your hand and saying, this is the moral of the story. But, like, uh-huh. it mm-hmm. is putting it out there that, like, if, if we're supposed to believe that Adam and Barbara are our main protagonists, then they just needed to see that a different kind of life and a different kind of family could still make them happy. You know, like uh, they were they were so yeah. mm-hmm. focused on this literally perfect idea of life. And it's, yeah. it's so symbolically represented in, in his modeling, you know, and then like even mm-hmm. even right when they find out that they're dead and and they're up in the attic the next morning and she's like, I can't clean anything properly. The vacuum is in the garage and we can't leave the house. And he's he's like, maybe this is heaven because it's just the two of us um, in our house that we love. And she's like, in heaven, there wouldn't be dust on everything. So clearly they have (laughs) a very specific idea of what happiness is going to entail for them. And it it's picturesque. And it's like this level of of old fashioned perfection that none of us can even relate to. And so seeing that they then are. A fa- they're dead and they're a family with this just completely wacky family <laughs> and everyone's living in one roof and 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 you kind of have just like the ridiculousness and the the wackiness of the final dance number with shake sonora and all that like so it is like we do kind of have this this idea of like your your happiness and your the people that are going to make your life or your afterlife worth it can come from anywhere. Right. So I like that. Now, Jess, I think what you were yeah. going to oh, say, it's very well said. I think what you were going to say was one of your other best lines that you were going to cheat with is Deo. The song. Deo. It's just the iconic scene of the movie to me. I, I mean, and Catherine, yeah. Hera, Catherine O'Hara's facial expressions when she's lip syncing Harry Belafonte. There, there's just not been anything like it ever again. And I don't think there will be. <laughs> it is so. And they all do. They, they all do a all really do great, a great job, job. I was noticing. And, and the uh, swapping from being possessed to being self-aware mm-hmm. of possession of like, I'm doing this and I love this. And oh my God, why am yeah. I doing this? Cause I love this. And like flipping back and forth, like every, including Otho. I think Otho is probably honestly the best example of it yes. in which he's like, Ooh. I'm having a great time. What is happening? Like all, all <laughs> yeah. through the lip sync and within just this lovely little back and forth. And, and again, it is, it is absolutely so iconic. It is fantastic. what I think 
had the, had that not been in the movie, I honestly don't know that this would have been as 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 iconic a film. No, um, it just sets. I mean, I know it's like in after the midpoint of the movie, but it's really like this is the kind of movie this is. If you haven't figured it out yet, like mm-hmm. this is the level of just absolute sheer utter ridiculousness, over the top hilarity that we're going for. And so then you can like approach the end of the film with that in mind, like yeah. and that giving you that lens of like, okay. <laughs> and because, that's why I yeah, think to me it's not tone, as scary. Right. To that point, Adam, I think, you know, or to Adam's point earlier, you were saying some like how, like the first 45 minutes of the movie is so, it's all exposition essentially. And like, I wonder, yeah. you know, if, if that sets the tone for what the movie is going to be like, I wonder, like, I wonder, you know, if I wonder, you know, what world, and this could be what the musical is like, had we sped that feeling up, like gotten to that type of tone earlier, like what would the rest Mm. of the movie have been, you know, like what, what else could they have done to like really heighten that kind of silly, wacky, whatever, and gotten just trimmed that exposition. Yeah. But I mean, to that point, though, again, it is it is what it is. And and as a as a film, it's a 45 minute setup for a 45 minute punchline. You know, so so in that way, in in retrospect, it it does what it needs to. It's just, again, you just have to get through it. But again, there are elements and pieces in which they throw it in. You know, he's listening to a cassette he got. And the very first scene that is. I think Harry Belafonte yeah. um, or it is something along those lines. So like they, they pepper in yeah, they the do. things and how we got there. It's not like it comes out of left field. This no. it could have absolutely been something that comes out of left field. But the fact that Keaton is so aggressively ridiculous in so much of this, that it sets up for the fact that this is an easy way to go. Yeah. Um, but it is out there. It is absolutely out there, especially in context when you're like, Hey, we're filming this kind of very subdued, you know, uh, or subsumed, uh, Eddie Izzard line, um, uh, to, to, for all of this stuff. And then all of a sudden we're going to go right out the, the top with this day number, but it, it, it does build and it, and yeah, I think it makes sense. Absolutely. It's, it should be a best line, Jessica, but whatever. It's, it's not fine. a line. Oh. No. <laughs> we, we and cheat. I cheated a lot recently. You have cheated <laughs> a lot I did. Recently. I chose the Spanish inquisition as the best line from history of the world. Very good. So I think I have used up my recent quota for choosing musical numbers. Does that mean as you have lines. to start us off with? <laughs> does that mean you have to start us off with for worst line? Sure, you do. Yeah. Oh God, I have two of these. Um, <laughs> no, no. There's really a part, and I probably missed something. I, I, I'm going to put this on myself. I probably missed it, or I was just confused, and it's a me problem. So. When they come back from the, what do we want to call this? The office, the bureau, the, the bureau. Room. Oh, sure. Yeah. And they're in the house and the house has been gutted and totally remodeled. And they, it mm-hmm. takes them a while to realize that they're in the dining room and they're like, how long has it been? And Oh God, what shit? What's her name? Juno. Juno is like three months I'd almost given up on you. I was about to leave. I do have other clients, but they were going to meet. Like, where did the three months? Cause they say something like, how long were we waiting? So I thought like the time dilation was happening when they were in the waiting room. 
same. How are they both waiting mm, sure. for each other? That's where I was confused. And I'm like, maybe I missed that, like, that, that when they're kind of wandering in the hallway, like, did I miss a line or did I miss something that like that's where the that's time, not a time in which they were in because that's really only one little snippet so I, I don't understand why juno was the one waiting for them unless they got lost and then i think that should have been explicitly because they weren't they weren't in the area with the sandworm right where we've been made to believe right. that if you're in that that's area a, that's a land uh -huh. without time right um mm -hmm. or that's the one where the time dilation is is prevalent and I don't believe that they were just coming from so they, that. So then, I think that's the only time yeah. in which it was set up as being that's a land without that it does not, or, you know, time doesn't work in the same way as it does. Like, yeah, I don't in know. The Maybe they cut room, something. I don't that's know. possible. They're in the waiting room. And she's basically like, your caseworker has to look over your file to see if she's even going to help you. Um, so right. we don't even know. And then Juno basically like shows up and talks to them, but says, I'm not going to help you. But right. so Juno, so they are in the waiting room. They get called the flat, the run over Sid Caesar-esque guy. Is that Sid Caesar? That can't be Sid Caesar. Uh, but he's reminds me of Sid Caesar. Like he does have a Sid Caesar-esque. Takes yeah. them much so. to the hallway and like tells them which door. Mm -hmm. And then they're walking in the hallway and they're kind right. of moseying. They're not in too big of a hurry. And then they open the door to the the lost souls room which is where right. it's death for the dead if you get ghosts who have been exercised. Right. And then they go down to the end of the hallway and then they're at home three months right. later. Yeah. But nowhere is it said so like, weird. so that whole thing took three months, but like they wouldn't know that. And, and but Juno would, yeah. I don't know. Juno's line seems totally out of place. She could just scare them. She it could is... just be like, I'm here. Boo. It's been three months. You know, right. I, you would think that Juno uh, would know, like, because Juno's on top of all this. Like, she knows all the shit. So shouldn't she know that it's yeah. going to take mm -hmm. them a while once she gets their file to, like, get to her if this is how time works? Right. Uh, I don't like Which, it. Speaking True. of, as an aside, as an aside, uh, as you're talking about that hallway, um, two, two, three years ago, Kristen, how many years ago did Universal do the haunted house? Um, they did oh, a, it was during they did 2020. A, 2020 and then 2021, they did a Beetlejuice haunted house, and it back. was so dope. <laughs> um, but it was literally like you were walking through the movie, oh, and nice. it was so cool. cool. Especially the part where you're walking through that waiting room, and you're walking through those hallways, mm -hmm. and like it's all the things, and like you do walk as if you are of the size of him, and like into the um, the Dante's Inferno, um, you know, strip club or whatever. Like you go through all that stuff. Um, it was it was really really cool as a design. If definitely if there's a bootleg uh, video or something of somebody capturing it, check it out. Um, it's gorgeous from a scenic design standpoint. I can imagine. Um, there was another. Yeah. Speaking of Dante's Inferno, I really hate when Barbara says, "Adam, why did you build that?" Come on. Yeah, we know Adam. <laughs> Barbara knows Adam better than yeah, everyone like, else. I didn't. <laughs> she knows he wouldn't build that. She knows that Beetlejuice right. is down there. Like, it ends up being that it was Juno's right. idea, but, like, right. I just always assumed it was Beetlejuice manifesting a little whorehouse mm -hmm. for himself. Right. Sure. Why, why would she right. think that Adam, why, in what world ever? To be fair, yes, you're right. To be fair, though, I don't think we've ever, inter we've, we ever introduced at any other point in the film 
Beetlejuice manifesting anything else in that area. No, like this is I don't the think one. So. He does the thing. he does everything the visions else is there. when he's trying to get Lydia to say his name. Sure. Right. And I just always but, assumed I mean, your, that that point, Beetle right. was real, but I guess that's actually like I don't know. Maybe that's just her naivete. Like that's just her being like I because she is a very that? naive sort of like uh-huh. right. Just she's just going along with it. I have no idea. Um. But I don't know. It's it's very good. Uh, Kristen, what were, what was your worst line? My worst line was actually the one that was mentioned earlier from the realtor about talking yes. about um, this house is too Freaking big. Terrible. I just thought that was I, it's just crummy. It's terrible and it's mean and it's uncalled for. So I I mean realistically, I feel like there are so many of my favorite lines that are also the worst lines in this movie. So I went for like. <laughs> tonality yes. this was rude instead of being like this was stupid writing because um, like the taglines even the taglines of let's turn on the juice and see what chase lose it's so stupid i mean i i love it so much like i i love to hate on it and i hate to love on it so um but yeah just i went for morally it felt it's really awful. crappy that she said that so that's what i went for yeah it's, it's yeah. A, it feels crappy it works like, for the character i don't like it but yeah totally when she's like um, jane don't send people pictures of our house. <laughs> like, I love yeah, that. I love that. And now, now all of our houses are just up for people to look at all the time. But like, I just love that. Jane, don't mm-hmm. send people pictures of our houses. And the random, crazy hairdresser man. Just, just yes. talking. What a weird thing to just have him just be talking and, and grumbling and la 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 la. Like again, adding to like adding to the like we could have we could have clipped this we could have we could have we could have they didn't but fuck that dog i i very rarely watch a movie <laughs> where i'm like Get, fuck yeah that that's weird for you i it's just fuck but that isn't dog. isn't but that's a tim burton staple that's like a tim burton like that's his signature it's like dogs fucking shit up that that essentially are that kind of yeah. yeah like and and being well, not even just, but just like being a central plot device. Um, Does he hate dogs? And being very very heavily involved. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I think he loves them. I think he's just very. Like, and that dog is kind of a dog where I'm like, you're not even that great. That dog was on a leash. <laughs> that dog was on a leash in the pr- previous scene. So mm-hmm. something happened. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know. I, I did know. have um, Melanie. Do you have guys... a divorce worst line? Oh yeah, Melanie, do your worst line. Oh, okay. So I, this is my, this is my, not my worst line, but like, I do want to just, this, I just want to state for the record, the one thing I don't like about the ending, and this goes just way back to what we talked about when we did Breakfast Club, is I don't like when suddenly Lydia is not depressed or anything. She's like in the, like, like, you know, looks like she's in the schoolgirl uniform. She's like not gothic anymore. It makes, this is what happened with Breakfast Club and Allison. I do not like it. It's like, no, let her be herself. Like if she wants to be all sure. gothic, like I don't like the eighties trope of like, oh, this girl's now seen and now she's going to like fit societal norms. Like, no, that's not we don't the point that. of being seen. That's not the point. Which I understand being seen. because she's Ooh. in, she's in like a Catholic school. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. It was, the, it was this Catholic school, but it's still, like, doing her- their own thing. Like when the girls come out everybody's kind of doing their own thing with their like there was some freedom with the uh yes. uniform so she could have so, like she could have goffed up her uniform she could have kept the you know she just could have right, right yeah anyway i just don't i i never appreciate that because i'm like no why are we no let's not do that let's not put the grease moral into everything um 
<laughs> Except that goes kind of the other and way. It's the she, other way. She's becoming yeah. the bad girl like, instead not, of the good girl. But like, let's not change ourselves to meet what people want of us. Like, blah 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 blah. Yeah. Um. Anyway, my worst line is an Alec Baldwin line. It is earlier on. It is. It is. Um. He says. Um. And it is really the line read on this one that I just think is a. It's such an obvious line. I feel like it's lazy writing. The line read on it is just so bad and it is we're not completely helpless i've been reading the book there's a word for people in our predicament honey ghosts and i'm just like what a freaking terrible line he's he's so excited (laughs) to tell her the most obvious thing obvious in the world (laughs) yeah he's like ghosts (laughs) oh really i feel like there, there, there are yeah, so, don't there say. Are a million and one better ways for that to have been, uh, that concept to have been, you know, they, they know they're dead. Invade. They know they're, yeah. they're no, they know they're stuck. They know they're dead. They would know ghosts exist. Like it's just, there's so many different ways that like, that, that could have been the idea that they could haunt the people out of there could be conveyed is, and just the line read on it is just so bad so that is my worst line there's a line that i took like a major offense to and again this is a line that i never ever caught until i was paying attention to every single line and it's when they're in the house with juno and and they're like we're supposed to live here for 125 years with these people and she's like it's nice it's quiet you should thank god you didn't die in italy and i'm like excuse me (laughs) I would take that. Excuse me. We're not I do, I do loud wondering, like, all then you think the time. Like, what, what about <laughs> Italy? Like, what about Italy specifically is so like, bad for it's ghosts? Not like, like, it's because she's saying that every if you died in any house in Italy, it would be loud. Italians are loud. Adam, Adam, what do you have to say about that? I have nothing to say about Italians being loud. I think they're lovely people and I, and they're wonderful to share a home with. Smart man. Smart man. I'm, I'm, I'm well fed. And my, my, my hearing is tested consistently. It's great. Adam, what is you could, you could choose, like, I, I just didn't like being singled out in such a manner because like you could choose so many different cultures or we could just you know let just people not. be loud we could just not we can just <laughs> let people be loud um, adam what was your worst line um i'm gonna probably get uh crucified for this <gasps> um but it is it's it's a winona line um and to me it was just it was cringy and i think a different way and and i will and i will set this up nope i'll just say it and then i'll yeah. and then i'll get it out uh it is it is cut it out i'm a child for god's sake <laughs> Um, and to me, it is such a, like, it is, and here's the thing I will say knowing Winona Ryder now and like all that kind of stuff. And I don't even really know. I think she was like 17 when she filmed this movie. And I don't even really know the age she's supposed to be. I think 17, but it felt 16 or 17. It read, it read very, to me, it read very Steve Buscemi. Hello, fellow children. (laughs) Like it, it read, read in this way of like. Oh my god! Like I was like, come on! Like that's it. It was it was it was akin to be like, burr! It's cold outside. It's like <laughs> you, you couldn't have, you couldn't have been a little more childish about it. Like it was, it just felt very like maybe I think it was just the read. I don't know what it's it was, but a, I was like, this is so. The whole scene is really uncomfortable, 
it's it is yeah. funny in a way it's like at first it's funny because barbara because gina davis's ghost moan is ridiculous so bad and yes. then you go you like cut to lydia and when you know exactly what it sounds like immediately well you do once you're an adult watching this movie or a 17 year old and then you're like oh okay she, <laughs> this sounds really bad and she thinks it's her parents and um right. but then yeah the way she says it is just like oh gross also coming <laughs> off coming off having just watched Winona Ryder in a very different role where she has a very different relationship with sex and moaning and all the things oh, aka her role in Dracula it is a, like it is a very different like very different experience <laughs> there and I think it's like maybe four years apart so Oh, right. weird. One of my favorite lines actually comes from that scene when they realize that it didn't work with the sheets because they're in the sheets and they're trying to be mm-hmm. ghosts. <laughs> ghosts. And they realize it didn't work on the dad at all. They think it's Lydia. He thinks it was Lydia screwing around, which, but there were two people. So, or what, did he think it was Lydia and Delia? I don't know. He kind of dismisses the whole thing. And so they're out in the hallway, like trying to recoup before they go in and try to haunt someone else. And she's like, we look ridiculous with these sheets. And he's like, think of them as death shrouds. (laughs) That's probably my favorite Alec Baldwin line. Again, like he's just, he's so uh, enthusiastic about all of it. It's, he just, and he's so earnest he's and, and Barbara the whole time is just like I fed up with this shit I'm so fed up with all of this <laughs> shit and and Adam's just like it'll be okay honey let's try again put on your death shroud <laughs> oh I loved that and I had you guys I messed up like I had one more line that I was considering for best line of course you did of course you did <laughs> Is it is it the one that you were talking about earlier of of the reason why we're we're not entirely sure why this is a PG movie? No, but we didn't have that conversation. We haven't talked about yet. that. No, I was. It's okay. Let's have this conversation, and then I'll throw my throw my other like line in there. So there's this thing going around on Instagram, of course, where of course everybody's talking about like a P. Well, they're saying a PG thirteen movie, but apparently back in 1988. Um, and in a PG movie, you could have one F word. And I knew that. My f- I knew it was PG thirteen at least. My favorite one is um, in the in Revenge of the Sith, and they're like, "Where would you put your F word?" Basically, where would you put it? And so in the Revenge <laughs> of the Sith, Anakin's like, I have, "I'm I'm helping." I don't remember Anakin's line. I should because I've watched this scene a thousand times. But basically, he's like, "I'm helping to build." and protect my new empire and where you would put the f word is obi-wan saying fuck your new empire instead of saying your new mm-hmm. empire you just have him say fuck <laughs> your new empire um and and so and i've seen it with like lord of the rings i've seen it with um every single star wars movie but what i thought was funny when i was watching this is like they did it they didn't say where would you put it they put it in they're like i'm tim burton's like i'm using that f word to, or michael keaton this is this is probably this has got to be an improv he probably didn't know that well, it was gonna no, fall you... down 
And that's what I've, I have read this. And again, so he, I don't know if this is apocryphal, but it is that it is allegedly as it wasn't supposed to fall down. Yeah, I wouldn't. And then they were like, keep it. He kicks the tree because they've they've just left and they're not going to work with him. He kicks the tree and it falls down and he looks at it and he looks back up at them and he says, nice fucking model. Grabs his <laughs> crotch, which not only did they decide to keep it, but they decided to add a cartoonish honk honk to the crotch. Yeah, cap. real. Yes, they do. So yep. real great. This movie is amazing. I, think, <laughs> I just like the fact that this is PG blows my mind because there's so many things that it's like, well, and like the fact that like what was considered PG and what was considered like, oh my God, we cannot show people that like, like, oh my gosh, kids cannot see that. It, it constantly blows my mind what we deemed acceptable and what we deemed not acceptable. So the conversation that we were mm -hmm. having before we started recording was that I did not know that he said this line, that there was an F word in this movie until I was like 23 years old. Because we, <laughs> when we watched this, Melissa and I watched this all the time, all the time. Uh-huh. We, but but I think we watched it was like on we had taped it from like TBS or possibly even the Disney Channel I really don't know but some somewhere where all the inappropriate stuff had been cut out and so it just cuts he's like come on I'm trying to make a deal here and then it just cuts and in the version that we had anyway so then like you know jump to me like put this in like around halloween and we're probably like carving pumpkins then he he yells nice fucking model and honk honk his you know he lower lauren boberts himself yeah. <laughs> full circle full, um, full circle don't say there it, it is that's it we're don't done say it two more times. anymore we're no done. more just the one time if you get it two more times she shows up and i don't want it well, i don't want that either no. This is your friendly reminder to sign up to uh, to register to vote <laughs> and vote in at your God, local yes. elections. Um, anyway, I know that's <laughs> that's not a local election; that is a national one. But dear God, register to vote. Um, anyway, um, so that brings me to my question, and I'll tie this into my one little. And this was I was never really considering this like as a legitimate best line. But it's so, again, it's like one of those moments that I think just, it's iconic and it just like captures what we're going for in this movie. And it just like captures the whole performance so well. And I am like now finding myself wondering like if he just made this shit up too. But when he says it's showtime and that gets moved, that gets, it's in the script. It's not in the script. I, at least I oh. couldn't find it. Oh, that seems like such interesting. A thing. Okay, but here's the thing: it might have been hidden in like it. I was skimming because I was like trying to keep up with the action going on. Okay. So it might have been hidden in like scene scene descriptions. But, but that's not very I did not typical, see. right? Well, like it might have been like just like wedged in between, oh, like okay. block of text, block of text, mine. But, but like, like, so I didn't catch it. But but there's not a lot of action going on at that point. So, but you think about how every single, like, universal, like, clip reel ever uses that. It's what launched our show into the, like, meat yeah. potatoes of the show, too. So, it's... 
It's the only thing I think of when I yeah. think of Beetlejuice. It's the first thing. I think it's the most. Right I think in. it's the most. And it's iconic line from the movie. Such a like it's you know it's this close up of him, and you really just get to see the just the like the insanity of like his hair and makeup and and this this larger than life character that he's created. And I, if I find out that that was just him. Just being like, I gotta say something. <laughs> and I, I, I love it. He's great. He's perfect. Absolutely. Well, this is a delight to talk about. I It was so fun to revisit, too, because it's been a while since I've seen this movie. Um, and what a, what a joy. Um, Adam and Kristen, thank you so much for joining us. Is there any last... Thanks for having us. Um, any last thoughts on the movie or anything you would like to... No, I'm good. I, I, thanks for being here. Thanks. thanks for having us. We're we're just here for you guys. Like that's, yeah. that's <laughs> great. The the great. <laughs> great. Well, in that case, um, you can follow Best Line Worst Line on Instagram at Best Line Worst Line. You can download, rate, and review, subscribe anywhere you get your podcast. Please do that. Tell a friend. Um, yeah. And yeah, happy come spooky back. season. Happy spooky season. Yay! Yeah. We yeah, but this is it's it's the Winona, it's the Winona Ryder spooky season celebration, which we didn't even plan when we chose these movies. Um <laughs> as always, and uh, see you next time. Well thanks for having yeah. us on, guys. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. Thanks for uh and thanks for having me back. I, I, You're welcome back anytime. Anytime. <laughs>